When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venice. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, hey, great to be back working with you. Well, what are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ryan Youngman. There's no need to feel down. I said Youngman. To be more like Ryan, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. Hello to the regular listeners and hello to any new listeners. I'm Joe Marler and the guy that's going to speak next, his name is Tom Fordyce and this is the Joe Marler Show. Hello, Tom. Joe, before we begin, um, you look older today somehow. What's happened? Well, um, I had a few last night. In fact, I probably had more of a few. Yeah, so that's why I look old, older. Nothing else happened at all yesterday? No significant landmark or anything? Yeah, it was my 31st birthday, ah. but I don't really do I don't really do birthday, so don't worry about it. It's not because I've got an issue with age. I just don't understand why you, I don't like birthdays. Like I said to Dave, she said, why don't you like birthdays? I said, well, funnily enough days, I make, I make every other day about me. <laughs> um, so I don't need an extra day for an excuse to do it. And she's like, yeah, you're right, actually. I'm not getting you anything. <gasps> I went, okay, wonderful. What are you like when you receive a present and you don't like it? Can you do that blag where you have to look really delighted? Or is it obvious from your face that you have no interest in this present? I try and be as upfront as possible and say, no, I don't like that. Or <laughs> that's that's horrible. Or And because I've done that so many times now, no one buys me anything. So it works I don't have to go through that pain or awkwardness, even though I'd love to. Anyway, enough of that. Uh, what about the football? Where did you watch the football? I watched the football with my boys and my 86-year-old neighbour, Ron, who is by himself at the moment. And I watched a lot of football with Ron. When England scored their second goal, I was slightly worried I had killed Ron. because I don't think Ron is used to the over-the-back deep hug at the age of 86. (laughs) (laughs) Just to clarify, you haven't killed Ron. Ron was still alive when he left the house, our house, to walk across the road at half 11. Have you checked on him this morning? I might drop him a text. I think that's a good idea. (laughs) Uh... Do you know what, Joe? If we were going to try and clunkily change gear here, I would do some weird segue about, well... Let's speak to a man who knows what it's like to win a semi-final for England. It's Joe Marler, different sport, admittedly different country. But Joe, you've got experience of winning a big semi-final for your country. What's it like? 
Oh, you're actually you're actually going going with that, are you? With the question. I'm saying that's what we're not going to do, Joe. Okay. Because is there any similarity between beating Denmark 2-1 at Wembley and beating the All Blacks in Yokohama? I think it's very hard to compare the two, mainly because they're completely different sports. Well, while that was going on, Joe, there was also some rugby going on. Um, I get Ah, the feeling that not that many people watched the Lions game on Wednesday, but some people did. And we've had some comments from our loyal Patreon subscribers. So Richard Kellaway says, Harry Elliott, as he is now known, Harry Elliott Daily, was on top form. Sutherland looked good too. And how quick is LRZ, Louis Rees-Amit? Why does it, every time I see LRZ, I think of Catherine Zeta-Jones and the Mask of Zorro. I don't know. Ah, it's mm-hmm. because of the Z. That's an idiot. Why say stuff out loud? You need to put it in your head and then say it out loud. Harry Elliott, that's good to know that he was on good form. Um... Sutherland, I like the look of Sutherland. I like not just his actual looks. I mean, he looks very lean and mean. He's not a grilling machine, but I do like him as a player. Uh, what was the score? 50, it was 50 odd points, wasn't it? 50 odd points, yeah. yeah. In your professional opinion, Tom, are you worried that these midweek games aren't really doing a huge amount to prepare them? Yeah, very much so, yeah. The midweek games, with the exception of last time out in New Zealand, where, as you've described, every player playing in those games from New Zealand wants to beat the Lions. The ones in 2013 weren't the best either, were they? The ones in 2013 were getting increasingly feeble. I don't know. I mean, I say they they were increasingly feeble. Of course, as someone who played the midweek games in 2017, (laughs) you were probably better... Place to give us an insight into that exact situation. To be fair, there was a lot of um, test players that were made available for the midweek games as well. But obviously with everything with COVID, the, you're down to the bare bones of the teams that they're playing with. And the COVID, I haven't, in fact, what do I know about the COVID apart from it being a pandemic is that they had to make some changes to the squad as well, didn't they? Last minute changes. The the bench, Joe, had, uh, for, I think for the first time ever in international rugby history, had a 7-1 split between <laughs> forwards and backs. Even Eddie Jones hasn't tried a 7-1 split. We actually had a message about this from Dara Kirby, who says, did we miss a chance for Twinkle Toes Tig to be put on the wing and show his sidesteps? Because we saw the sidesteps during the Six Nations. We saw a double sidestep from Tig, didn't we, in one of the games? One lollipop, two lollipops. That was quite an, an enduring image, and I was quite looking forward to perhaps Ken Owens outside centre. I would like to see them use these midweekers as more experimentation, more like proper experimentation. Yeah, let's. Eddie Jones has spoken about hybrid players. Well, let's see how hybrid we can really make it. Let's get Marrow. At 10. Scrum off. Yeah. Oh, oh, God, no, that would do his back in, mate. You know, he's having to bend down quite a lot. Look, we got it's player welfare. We can't be putting him in, in that sort of thing. Um, who who do I want to see on the wing? Yeah, Tig would be good on the wing. Uh, no, I'd much rather see Tig at fullback trying to take <laughs> trying to take a high ball. <laughs> that would be that. See, they need to experiment and really change the game. They need to be pioneers here. And a message, Joe, from Abby, who says, genuinely think Josh Navidi was up there for man of the match. He really proved himself. Now, I've spoken a lot 
about trust issues with you, Tom, and we've developed them, haven't we? We've developed some real strong trust, and I'd like to think that I'm also developing some strong trust with our very loyal listeners. And Abby, I would like to say that I'm going to take your word for it, having not watched it, unfortunately, even though we're doing a Lions special (laughs) podcast, having meant to have watched it. I was watching the football, but I'm going to trust in you, Abby, and say, yes, Josh Navidi should have been man of the match. Um, I think we should get someone on that might actually be able to help us talk proper Lions as opposed to half-cock Lions, don't you, Tom? Good idea, Joe. Let's do it. Our guest today is someone we've talked about a lot on these Lion specials. Well, in fact, let's see if you can guess who it is from this impression from Joe Marler. All right, all right, how you, how you doing? I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm, uh, I'm the king of Trabanos. Um, and ev- everything in in Trabanos is owned by uh, is owned by me. And in case you don't know who I am, I'll describe my face. It's uh, just a nose. I've just got a massive nose for a face. You know, like those, uh, you know, comedy uh, squeezy noses that you get that you get the soap coming out of. It's just one of those. Are you, it's, that's my face. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Ah, fucking hell. Uh, in case you haven't guessed, um, it's Justin Tiprek. Tips, how are you? Yes, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Was that a good impression or no? <laughs> it went quite Bronx uh, at one point. Uh, I just knew coming on, yeah, I was just going to be abused for 30 minutes. So, yeah, it's a good start. <laughs> so, Justin, you got to experience a private jet as part of your Lions tour, but not really in the way that people want to experience private jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was, it was a nice trip for, for the time it lasted. Uh, but yeah, the jet was pretty special. It was a bit weird. Surely you've got some inside knowledge on this, then, Tom. Why? Why were you on a jet? Why are you on a private jet? To come home, basically. What? Oh, you got a, f- a private jet all the way from South Africa? South Africa. I didn't make South Africa. Fucking That's hell, this part. is such a bad Lions <laughs> podcast. I haven't even fucking. Ri- <laughs> I'm so sorry, tips. Right, so. No, hang on. And I even messaged you saying I'm so sorry about the injury. So, what what have you done? You've broken your hand. Uh, bruised my nose. <laughs> Thought I'd get in there before you get in there. So you've had that uh, you've had that injury for quite some time now. Then, <laughs> yeah. no, I just uh, fractured the shoulder. So um, yeah, it's out for a couple of months. So, yeah, basically, boys are being flown over from Exeter and Navs and Beardy were being flown over from Cardiff by a private jet. And, yeah, we jumped on that jet on the way home and me and Al, um, which you can imagine. Fun I was times. just about to say, what sort of chat was happening there then, mate? Uh, I wasn't much chat, to be fair. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> I've heard that you put your, someone has told me that you just put your headphones on and watched your iPad for the entire flight home. How would you know that? That is ridiculous. <laughs> not even... Were you driving? Not, you were the not, pilot, dude. Not even a fucking conversation, you horrible, horrible bastard. <laughs> no, we, are, we always chat. We, are, we had a good chat on uh, the start. 
But yeah, it was a bit loud. Not even there was a private jet. There was a bit loud, so uh, you had to get the headphones <laughs> was on. Too noisy. <laughs> They're a nightmare. Private jets. They're so noisy. <laughs> mo- mo- first world problems. Fucking hell. So- sorry, the king of Trabanos. Uh, I am gutted for. I genuinely gutted for you, mate. I'm. I don't like doing this because I often people get really uncomfortable around it. But I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I, I'm really, really gutted because. I think you are probably one of, if not the best open side flanker I've ever played with. And I think what you can do on a rugby field is phenomenal. Um, And to top it all off, you're actually a half decent bloke. So I was really looking (laughs) forward to you going out there and actually playing test rugby as opposed to midweek veg and i think you got quite close on in 2017 you you warmed up with the test team didn't you you did the match day warm up a couple of times <laughs> yeah i think we all did though didn't we no i didn't even get that honor <laughs> <laughs> me and colin were banned these pair of twats they were like we need them as far away as possible to stop sapping the life out of the entire squad if possible, can you get security to escort them out of the stadium even so we didn't come close to the thing? But no, I am genuinely gutted for your tips. No, cheers. You've been on our wacky back again to uh, be saying that comment. <laughs> Was read again? Shush! Jesus Christ, mate. You can't come on here and do, uh, accuse, oh, accu- sorry. accusations sorry. like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you have a good time in that, in that couple of weeks in Jersey? It sounded like it was all coming together quite nicely. It sounded like the boys were getting on, that you had a, a good time on the, the ribs and the... Um, what else did you do? Did you go out on the canoes or kayaks or something out in, in St. Brillade's Bay? Yeah, yeah, basically um, out on the boats. Boys jumped off a few cliffs and yeah, just a bit of downtime. But yeah, no, it was a good time to be fair. It was uh, in Jersey. It was a bit weird that no one was wearing masks and no one was really... Worried so much about COVID, uh, COVID even that sorry, you could sorry, chill what? <laughs> COVID. I know, I, I know COVID. you're Welsh, right? Okay. COVID, COVID. Uh, yeah. I've never heard it called COVID. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how we say it over here. No, I'm joking, joking. Um, but you know, it was um, it's a good group of boys as well. That's I think that's a, a tough part about uh, spending the first two weeks. Uh, it, it, it was a good good bunch of boys which it was the same in 2017 you get on uh, tight as a group it makes it a lot easier and, and that's how it was in Jersey and it started off well and yeah you can see with the, some of the results you can see you know, even everything going on it's um, it's a tight group and, and everyone's um, doing what they're doing really Did you manage to um, like break away from your shadow uh, Toby Falatau, <laughs> um and actually get to know anyone that you hadn't got to know before uh, Justin? How dare you how dare you? <laughs> yes, obviously. Yeah, no, I was um, even like uh, got to speak to some of the backs, Joe. I don't know, uh, you know, even adventured no. that far. Yeah, so. No. But was Toby with you? Surely he was there, like next to you. Like... Oh, obviously, yeah. You can't be separated, can we? <laughs> Wouldn't be fair. Wouldn't be fair. <laughs> what are some of the younger lads like on this trip, Justin? So, Lewis Reese Zamet, Zamo, <laughs> as, as you know him, yeah. uh, he's got a bit of chat on him for a youngster, hasn't he? Oh, he has, he has, yeah. But um, to be fair, he's he's pretty like 
grounded with it all. Um, he reminds me of a, a young Mike Phillips, really. Um, in some ways, you can't uh, use you can't use the word grounded and Mike Phillips in the same sentence. No, Phillips is one of the funniest guys out there because he, he he is with it all. He is because he, he just has a laugh of it all and. Uh, I'd say Zamo is the same, to be fair. I, w- I hope he doesn't listen to this, but, um, because it right, can't we've be given Zamo many comments. We've got a very niche <laughs> listening uh, group on this. It tends to just be Tom's wife, occasionally. Um, my wife, she's stopped listening since Hass came on. And oh, okay. Coley's parents. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Talk, talk to me. I feel really, I feel like such a rugby like outsider now, but I actually am because I don't really know much about Josh Adams apart from being like a really, my, my interactions with him were, he was a really angry, aggressive bloke when he was playing at Worcester. Is he, he's not at Worcester anymore. Is he at Worcester? Uh, no, Cardiff Blues now. Oh, he's at the Blues. What? What's he like? What's he like? Come on. No, he is he is a good great guy really. Um and he was the same as you. I remember playing him even this season. He um he gets so wound up on the pitch, but uh that's what you like to see, especially if it's from a winger who's coming in and flying into to people, it uh kinda gets your forwards going. Uh but yeah, he's he's a good guy on off the field as well. And yeah, crazy thing he's do a baby obviously while while over in South Africa and missing it all. And his wife's completely or his partner's completely happy with that, is she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when I was speaking to him, he's um, going to be logging in and watching it on FaceTime and what have you. So, um, <laughs> no, yeah, he's, he's, he said he's <laughs> Gats has given him the day off for that apparently. So he's happy. <laughs> oh, what a treat! Cheers, Gats. <laughs> Are they going to set up on the big screen in the team room? <laughs> Hang on, is that my baby? Sorry, it's just days. It's I don't have a child of that age, so it's yeah, not mine. It's just everyone's gone out, and I just I left Pixie in the um, just the side cut of the garage. I'm just wondering if she's woken up. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus, Zeus, uh, the Labrador should be on guard with her. Actually, hang on, hang on, <laughs> Pixie. Did I know what? Yeah, you're just having a... You're, Pixie is four weeks old. Just having a kush. Just having a kush with Zeus, are you? All right, I'll be, I'll be in and a bet. Be in and a bet. Be in, sorry. Um, oh, God. Tips. Uh, I think oh, our listeners need to get to know you a little bit better. Um, in fact, hang on. Tom, can you do some filling whilst I just go through my notes? Because I'm pretty sure I made some notes back in 2017 of roommates. Oh, here we go. Uh, right, here we go. Um, Justin Tupu's Tiprik. Uh, I don't know why. Why were you called Tupu's? <laughs> why do they call you Tupu's? Uh, long long story, but I cut this short. Basically, when I first came through the Ospreys Academy, we had uh, like our own um, spaces, basically, in the change room. And mine had like Tiprik on it, but some, some of the boys thought I was like a Tongan or something coming through <laughs> they signed a Tongan so then basically from there it came as Tupu then so yeah, I basically thought it was Tongan but yeah how disappointed they were <laughs> okay so we've got Justin Tupu's Tipperick um, Welsh 
these these are notes that I made on all roomies. Um, <laughs> massive nose. Wife, kids, servants. <laughs> Owns the whole of Trebanos. <laughs> massive nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what I know about you. Uh, and now Tom is Tom is more informed, and all our listeners are more informed. I want to know a little bit more about this Trebanos place because, aside from it being one of my favourite words to say, Trebanos. How are you doing? Trebanos, I'm from Trebanos. Or you want to cut your that? Yeah, I'm from Trebanos. Um, what is it? Is it like a town, a village? Village, yeah. It's only like a, a mile long, really. Um, and in in Welsh, it's called Trebanos. Oh, so, so you know, pretty much yeah. the same word. Yeah, just uh, for us, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. You'll have to come and visit one day. Not a chance. Um, I'm, not actually, <laughs> I'm not actually allowed in Wales um, without some sort of security. Um, I think, I think yeah, there's true. still a price on my head. Um, <laughs> even though I've tried my hardest to warm to the Welsh nation. And I've got so, I'd like to think I've got so many Welsh rugby friends. You know, I'd, I'd half count you as one. Um, who else is there? Uh, Melon, Gethin, Jenkins. Well, actually, no, he's not. No, he just asked me to do one of his dinners once. Um, I don't think that classes as a friend. Yeah, me and Bomb. There you go. Adam Jones, he's my friend. Um, who else? Alan, you know, we text occasionally. Uh, who else? Toby. Yeah, Tolupe. Uh, and Lou, Lou Gwilliam. Um She's Welsh, aren't you, Lou? Lou, are you listening still? Can I write you down on my list of Welsh friends? Take that as a yes, maybe. Okay, Lou's now on my Welsh list of friends. Uh, Tom, I need to go get some honey and lemon and ginger and then pour some hot, well, not hot boiling water, but like warm water. Not warm even, no. Look, I just need to go get a drink. We need some ad breaks. Hello, I'm Garrett Thomas. And I'm Tom Fordyce. And this is your official invite to come and join our brand new cycling club. Now, good news, it's a podcast too. So you can come and listen to us, try and build this club from scratch, and we'll have a few familiar faces joining us for the ride too. Right, G, time to tell everyone what we've called this club. Well, we thought long and hard about this, so we come up with a strong original name that really stands out. The Garrett Thomas Cycling Club. Yeah, I suppose it's easy to remember at least, isn't it? We will have new episodes for you every single Tuesday. Come and join us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favorite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namon Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behavior creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Joe, it's that part of the show where we have to thank our official Patreon sponsors. And I shall begin with Ali B. It's Alice the Blacklaws. Matthias Reggie. Alkane in the membrane. Alkane in the brain. And, not Beck, Edgley. James, the film star, Dean. And Richard, Tricky Dicky, Kellaway. To be more like Alistair, Matthias... Ant, James and Richard, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. Okay, well, I managed to burn my tongue uh, because I used boiling water instead of warm water. So that was shit, but at least we got some ads in. Cheers. Tips. Ow. <coughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to picture. Oh, the end, oh, the court session. <laughs> the court session in 2017, and uh, the thing that I heard the most in the five first five minutes was Johnny Sexton, who had had a few like early doors. He'd gone hard early doors. And Bestie's trying to run this court. It's it's usually like the the start of it. So boys get a little bit rowdy, but not too bad because they you know they're trying to role play with it and enjoy the sort of acting out. But Sexton was having none of it, um, and all I could fucking hear him shouting from the back was, "Did you fuck Gats's wife? Who fuck? What have you done to Gats? What did you do to Gats's wife? What did you? What have you done?" That's such a bad accent, isn't it? Oh, God. Did you end up sleeping with the wife of the coach? That's better. Oh, it's, oh what did Tips do? What's Tips got a daughter? I don't know where I'm going with the fucking accents. It's so bad. I just want to, I want to go back to Jorobanos. And I remember you sat there just like, oh, no, head in hands. And uh, there was Warby, the other side, with his glasses on and his protein shake. Like... Oh, this is awkward because there was a bit of a feeling that you should have got a shout in the test team. And Sexton, instead of just being like everyone else was and just being like, hang on a minute, it's Warby. And, uh, you know, he's a phenomenal rugby player and he's the captain of the, the tour. Um, Sexton just went, no, zero to 100. He said, ah, fucking hell, what's he got to do to get a start? Jesus Christ, they're new. Um did that awkwardness? You were definitely awkward. You're like, oh god, what's he doing? I've got to, I've got to try and hide it, but you couldn't hide because of um, your nose. Um, how how hard has it been for you to to not sit behind? But yeah, you've had to spend a lot of time sitting behind Sam Warburton. Yeah, no, um, especially the start. I think oh, there's times where you you do question whether it's. Uh, Worth it, but he's a like, quality player. To be fair to him, um, especially the way uh, we used to play with Wales was 
it was the you know wall of bang type thing and we used to win games of it and uh yeah <laughs> that, it was just one that, of them. <laughs> that really technical tactical expertise wallop bang yeah no it's, it worked though so we can't um i was say anything about it really and and yeah it was one of them where uh kind of had to bite my time and um yeah luckily enough i've, I've had a couple of starts now and no it's one of them really <laughs> I mean, when you played together at um, six and seven, you you were relatively effective. To be fair, you were responsible for ruining one of Joe's nights in twenty thirteen. <sighs> couldn't help yourself, could you? Very good night that was. You just <laughs> couldn't help yourself. <laughs> yeah, but how good was the atmosphere that night? Though I still remember it like uh, it was the other day. <laughs> I think Joe had come off by the point. The point you started galloping down the right wing. I think Joe was back on the bench. Uh, it, was, it was even on the way into the stadium though it was like just must have been thousands and thousands of people just even around the stadium and then you go in the stadium thinking oh everyone must be outside no one's in there and even in the warm-up everyone was was in their seats singing Delilah and everything and yeah it was just a crazy atmosphere from the start and and then the result was a lot better then. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I have to admit this oh god it hurts uh. Hurts so much. In fact, it doesn't hurt that much because it's fucking brought up every two weeks with Bomb. Literally, every two weeks he'll mention 2013 <laughs> or something about 2013. I'm like, Bomb, any fucking danger? Um, it was one of the best atmospheres I've ever experienced. The the noise of it with the roof shut, sat on the thing. And I remember, I remember the vivid memory i have is when i've been hauled off four minutes into the second half i mean i should have been hauled off four minutes into the first (laughs) half and we might have had a chance but we'd have only lost by 10 instead of fucking 30 but um i was sat there on the bench and this noise and the abuse and everything just the murmur and i'm sat there on the bench on my own and there was drips coming down and hitting me on the head from the roof being closed what the fuck is that what is that it's a dog. What do you mean it's a dog? Whose dog's that? That's not a dog. That's like a wolf. That's why. Yeah, I'm going to go sort that out. Oh, fucking hell. Go, quick. Someone's probably trying to get in. How have they managed to get over the moat? <laughs> Mate, just get, just use your bow and arrow. Just or do the tard that down the thing and then light it, surely. Brilliant. Um... But I remember being sat on that bench, having been hauled off, and these drips. That was the thing that really tipped me over the edge. The fucking roof was dripping on my head on this bit. And I was like, oh, God, it's right. Not only have I just been completely torn a new one by bomb, I'm getting really wet now, and I can't really be bothered to move, because if I move, I'm going to get even more abuse. Um, No, that was one of my favourites. Thanks ever so much for... uh, for bringing that up, it doesn't. It doesn't quite beat um, that time in 2017 when we were on tour with the Lions, uh, two pools, and we were in mine and Dan's room. I think you were there with uh, Toby, of course. It was the two shadows we'd kind of met. It was <laughs> Shadow One, Shadow Two, and Shadow Three and Shadow Four, and we were all having a cup of tea. Yeah, that's it. And we're having a bit of a sap and. I was having a bit of a downer, wasn't I? I was struggling a bit, and you were like, come on, boy, what's up? You know, what's everything all right or what? And I was like, yeah, um, <laughs> just had some pretty shit news, to be honest, mate. My best mate's 
uh dad he had cancer before coming out um and he'd been struggling for a while but he's 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 finally passed over and you're like oh sorry boy and the boys were trying to sort of console me a bit and they were like asking me to sort of reminisce because he he used to take me to rugby all the time when i was i was little with my best mate and he'd always insist every sunday after the game we'd be in our shirt and tie and we'd sit and we'd have half a guinness each He'd say, right, you're sitting there, you're both drinking half Guinness and a Mars bar. And I'm like, I look back on it now, I was like, I'm 30, I was 13, I was 14, and <laughs> I'm drinking this half a Guinness. And it, it was a rugby club as well, so they're just like not bothered as long as you're paying. You know, the nine-year-old can have a shot of vodka if he wants, as as long as he's paying. Um, and he used to take me all, and I said, I remember it. He had this massive space cruiser, this old school um is it a Toyota space cruiser? Yeah. You remember the one, Tom? Yeah. And with the sliding door yeah. and it was amazing. It was like a seven seater and I'm reminiscing about it all. And it's helping me, you know, talk it out. And the boys are listening. Coley's listening. Tips is listening. Bro. And I was like, uh, yeah, I, I, that was my favorite thing. The back of this, uh, this space cruiser go to, um, go to rugby back and forth. And it kind of went silent and he went, what else did he do to you in that space cruiser, bud? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I went, the boys were like, what? And I went, what? It was like just the way you've described it. And who's driving a space cruiser? Surely some sort of like, I don't know. I was like, mate, is, are you taking the piss? I'm just, I'm trying to get through this. And you're questioning whether or not my best mate my best mate's dad, who's just died, used to fucking do things to me in the back of a space cruiser. You, what a way to pick me up. Anyway, Coley was crying. He was pissing himself. Tip was like, sorry, but I didn't mean it like that. I thought I was just, I don't know, I, uh, I was just trying to pick you up a bit. And I was like, oh, it was fucking gold. And I remember, because my, my best mate, Matt, is... Massive rugby fan. We've like we've always been big rugby fans, and I remember telling him that story. And he was at, he at, rather than him going, "Hang on a minute, you're <laughs> one of the best players in the world." Instead of him like being uproar about it, he was like, "Oh, that's that's brilliant, oh, mate. What a great gosh. story." Almost in awe of the fact that Justin Tipperick <laughs> was talking about his old man. I was like, "Yeah, probably not in the best light, but you know, it's fine." I I did him some things, so thanks for that, Tips. Oh, you, yeah, no. <laughs> oh right still not an apology still not got one out of you no, sorry, sorry. you know it didn't mean that way it just came across a bit like <laughs> oh I'm sweating and laughing you know? <laughs> Justin let's have some of your touring memories of Joe because this has been a lot of Joe memories oh, of tips yeah let's have tips on Joe please oh, we used to do um oh I remember the going to the scary house Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Some photos popped up the other day of that. That was uh, a good night. What's the scary house? No, it was the, uh, what was it called? Scare? No. I don't know. Fre- oh, creep. <laughs> uh, screamers. Screepers. Creepers? Screepers. It's like this but- uh, like live action haunted, like all the actors and all that lot are real, like, and they're proper done up gory and shit and... It's quite a bit. I think it's Creepers or Screamers or something out there. Something like that, isn't it? But as soon as we got there on the bus, <laughs> we were coming off the bus and people like, who obviously a bit of makeup and all that, <laughs> came dressed up outside, like crawling and like from outside the bus. Well, like zombies. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. 
And, uh, well, I never thought I'd see a big man like Joe scream and jump so much in my life, basically. <laughs> Mate, it was re- they were so realistic. They was they were in character the whole time, and there was some bloke chasing the bus on the way in with a chainsaw. How the f- what? Do you, how how, lot, how were you lot so cool about that? Uh, yeah, no, I was a little bit uh, over the top, but it was it was a good night. Um, yeah, but as you could think, um, all these big rugby players go in there and then hearing the screams as we're going around was um, probably one of the best nights ever, really. It was scary as shit. In fact, yeah. there was even one where me and Coley went and did it on our own in Queenstown. And I was like, what are we doing? And it was completely pitch black. But there's a couple of times where they like flash you and take pictures of you... Um, like midway where you've been scared and holy <laughs> stood behind me and he's got both hands on my shoulders like no you go you go first <laughs> i mean as if we're professional rugby players and we're talking about uh, you know the seriousness of tours and we're going away just going to like these fake scream houses like children did escape rooms as well few escape rooms that was a, a big thing we ended up doing towards the end you were all, um, you were dreadful. Yeah. You were absolutely I was, dreadful. That I was useless. Was the, yeah, it was terrible. I was there for the morale more than anything. You were, yeah, and Toby, who was actually playing in the tests, um, still managed to come with us to all the fucking escape rooms, mainly because he couldn't leave Tips' side, but also, <laughs> but, but also, oh. that's just how laid back he is, isn't he? About preparing for that, he didn't, didn't give a shit. He was fucking brilliant. Yeah, with it. So, I th- uh, I think we were drawn. It was different, but together. it was good. There was quite a. It wasn't a bromance because a bromance is usually two people, isn't it? Like, but there was like a there was like a three way bromance that we were all drawn <laughs> together, but, and it was me, you, and George Cruz. And it was because we were all oh, fighting yeah, yeah. for the title of the biggest nose <laughs> in world rugby. And I remember going to a restaurant um, and we asked the waitress at this thing at the, towards the end, we were like, look, we need uh, an objective view of someone who's not biased to look at, look at the three <laughs> of us, line us up. And she said, yeah, how can I help? And I was like, can you do us a favour and just look at all of us? She was like, okay, where's this going? And I want you to study our noses. She was like, what? I went, look at all our noses very carefully, side profile, front on, width, length, everything, and I need you to make an objective view of who's got the biggest nose. And she was there for ages, and you could see Tips sweating. You know, she went through it, and she went really detailed into it, and unfortunately, Tips, you did not win. Did you? I did. <gasps> thankfully, and unfortunately, I didn't win either. It was George Cruz or George, yeah. George Snooze. The honk honk every time he came into. Uh... Hey, do you remember that line out session? <laughs> that line out walkthrough where George had come down to the midweek veg, and Steve Borthwick was. Uh, he's a very serious guy, and uh, he he was making an effort to actually sort of coach and help the midweek veg. So we're going for a line out walkthrough, and Cruz is like trying to come up with some sort of hand signal. He was like, right, what signal are we going to have here for this, the back ball or something like that? And it was all quite serious because he'd come from the test team down. 
so he was taking, but he hadn't really read the vibe of the the veg and how we did things. <laughs> and uh, I just turned around and was like, "Here, Cruz, why don't instead of like some sort of hand gesture, why don't you just go ha and squeeze?" And Steve's a very serious bloke, but it was the first and only time I've ever seen him break character and have a little chuckle to himself in the corner. And all the boys, <laughs> we just from then on were just like ha ha. Ha! And Cruz like, oh god, I wish I was back in the test team. <laughs> Justin, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. You're, it's been brilliant chatting to you again. Um, I'm genuinely gutted that you're not out there now um, doing a job, but that's life. You've got bigger thing. You've you've got bigger fish Cheers. to fry, mate. You've yeah, got exactly. your five thousand acre estate <laughs> to mow. <laughs> Um, you've got to go chops. Oh, oh surely oh, you don't mow it. Surely you oh. get one of the one of the servants. <laughs> oh, I think you got me mixed up for Biggs. That's not me. Damn oh, bigger, the king of Trabanos. Thanks a lot for coming on, mate. It's been brilliant catching up. Cheers. Take Thank care, you. boy. What a very nice man, Joe. The only issue I had there was, I don't feel, you know, with nicknames, I always feel that you have to know someone quite well to call them by their nickname. Otherwise, it's either just a bit ass kissy or just a bit wrong. So I was conscious that he is known to you as Tips and he's known to everyone in the world of rugby as Tips and that me calling him Justin probably made him feel like he was talking to his mum. <laughs> Justin, whenever I think of Justin... I think of Justin's house. Justin's house. Duh, duh. I think your kids are too old for that now. No, no, they, they were all... He must be minted. Mr. Tumble. Mr. Tumble. Oh, mm. my goodness. I've got a story of Mr. Tumble. I've, Have you? You, know, w- you been to the live show? No, no. It was, it was more of a... Anyway, I'm not going to get into things with Mr. Mm. Tumble. It's about um, Mr. Tiprick. He is a lovely man. And sometimes when someone's described as a lovely man or a mm. nice man... You like mm. they're like oh he's he's nice do you know what I mean they're not thinking. he's boring doesn't it a little bit and he's not he's not boring he's dry he's funny and what helps him is that he's also unbelievably good at rugby union he some of the tries he scored have you seen that one where he does that chip over the top and then runs the <laughs> length yeah absolutely outrageous but um, yeah no I really enjoyed catching up with him although he he also didn't really help us talk about the game too much last night which I'm worried <laughs> if people have tuned in to listen to a, a review of the British and Irish Lions versus the Celsius Sharks uh, they'll be bitterly disappointed mm. The other takeaway for me there Joe was even though you know a player wearing a scrum cap in matches doesn't wear a scrum cap away, it's a bit like seeing Jonathan Davis. You just you, there's still a shock. I expect to see Tip with a nice blue scrum cap on your podcast in his kitchen. He's just wandering around the house in his blue scrum hat. Uh, right, if you're new to this podcast, go and download our best bits episode. Um, you can find out what me and Tom have been doing for the past nine months, which is marginally better than what we've been attempting to do in the last two hours of this episode yeah and if you haven't already go and listen back to our 2017 line special where there are plenty more stories about tips and in fact joe you can even watch all the chaos unfold on youtube just search for the joe marler show 
you might just wet yourself like Mike or cry like George. So you're telling me listener Mike wet himself watching that episode and listener George cried? Yeah, I don't know if they were in the same room and George is Mike's mate and Mike's got incontinence issues and George has spent so many days clearing them up that now he's, oh, for fuck's sake, Mike. (laughs) And we'll be back either on Monday or Thursday, basically sometime next week when the Lions have played and we might talk about the Lions or we just might talk gibberish as per usual. Well, if you want more Great Lions chat, make sure you listen to the Rugby Past Offload podcast with former Lions Jack Noel, Simon Zebo. Jamie Roberts, as well as Scotland's Ryan Wilson, every Wednesday. Just search for Rugby Past Offload wherever you get your podcasts. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.